podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. Bastards and welcome to the Misery Hunters podcast. My name is Jamie Coburn and with me is Ross Davidson. Hello. How's it going? Not bad, mate. Yourself? Ah, not too bad. And I do promise I will eventually cut that intro down. It <laughs> is getting long. It is a bit long, it is. is. Uh, I just... Aye. I'll get to it. I'll get to it. <laughs> uh, so, I guess there's kind of a lot to talk about since the last time we were on. We probably won't mention all the games, but the main one we'll be talking about is the St. Johnson game. And where we are now in the league etc um, so we'll just fly in it St Johnson no, St Mon no. a lot to talk about in this 0-0 draw well there was it kind of left me a bit frustrated because I thought we could have well we should have treated it as a must win game mm-hmm. I think Goodwin came out after the game and said that uh, nobody should expect St Mon to turn up and turn over St Johnson and win but I expect St Mon to win winnable games mm-hmm. especially at home and considering the predicament we're in now Alright, we didn't know at the time, but Hamilton winning at Ibrooks, mm-hmm. Hearts picking up form, they're the sort of games, especially at home, you need to pick up three points. Yeah, I, I, the, the famous phrase that keeps popping up is control the controllables. Well, exactly. But we're not even doing that. No. Like, And you can even look back at the, the Hamilton game that we had midweek, which we drew one each, Like, and how defensive we went out in that match mm-hmm. to start with. Like, If we had a more attacking approach that we've had maybe more recently, especially against Motherwell and stuff... Mm-hmm. We would have, we could have easily won that match, and yeah, totally. we wouldn't be where we are just now. Exactly, and then he fed us the line about uh, nervousness in the stadium mm-hmm. and things like that. But oh, he, that. he brought that up again today in his pre-match. It was he's told the players not to be nervous or anxious. I'm like, oh my god, just don't even mention it. <laughs> but it's down to him to control his team and get them up for it and get them out mm-hmm. to start the game. Not scared or no trepidation or nothing like that. Mm-hmm. It's down to him. He can control the mentality of his side. Mm-hmm. And especially, again, winnable games at home. Mm-hmm. The squad should be going out confident of beating most teams in that league, especially in our kind of mini league of four or five teams, you know. That's the, the glorious thing about Scottish football, like outside the old firm. Anyone can beat anyone. Mm-hmm. And we've even shown that, like Motherwell have been excellent exactly. this season. And we've, <laughs> like, three games we've went toe to toe with them. Mm-hmm. So if you're doing that against Motherwell, albeit yes, St. Johnson have been having a good run, you, you should still be able to go, well, this is a winnable match. Yeah, totally. And we need to have that attitude. Mm-hmm. And I just feel sometimes, particularly the Hamilton game you mentioned and the St. Johnson game, mm-hmm. we just didn't come out. Mm-hmm. At all, we didn't start like that. We played reasonably okay in both games. Mm-hmm. St. Johnson game, we played okay, but we just lacked the cutting edge. We need to finish teams off. We need mm-hmm. to, particularly they're down to ten men for the last ten minutes. Mm-hmm. There, there were some positives to take out the St. Johnson game. Um, main things like see when Obika hit the post in the first half, mm-hmm. like that was so close to go. If that had went in, like the whole game would have been different. Yeah, but. Um, we have to take it well obviously like taking our chances as well as the, the whole thing we've spoke about is our complete lack of urgency mm-hmm. when it's needed 
and there's so many sideway passes or backwards passes that are coming when we really should be attacking. Yeah, and I appreciate it. You need to do that sometimes to find mm-hmm. angles and gaps and things like that, but there's too many sideways passes mm-hmm. when it should be going straight into the box or should be a through ball. Or mm-hmm. I think, was it when Marias came on in the second half? And there was many times he kind of running down the wing and then instead of like looking for the pass and that, he's kept taking it on the inside Yeah, and it just allowed their defenders to push out again. Yeah, it that's was, what I mean. And then even when we are kind of lumping it long or whatever, it just seems to be sending it back down, mm-hmm. back from where it came from, rather than aiming it towards Bigger Beaker, whoever's mm-hmm. up front, and again, building off him, but it just seems very rushed a lot of the time. Mm-hmm. And again, particularly at home games, you need to try and control the game, control mm-hmm. the tempo, and St Johnson are there for, to get beaten or mm-hmm. not. Very good side, to be honest. Mm-hmm. I thought Apica had another good game. Um, held the ball up really well and was very unlucky with his chances. Mm-hmm. Um, I agree um, I still think like there's people asking for him to be dropped and maybe play like Yukubiak and Chabi. No, not for me. I'd still start Obika over. Oh, without doubt. Hey, there's guys that sit around me in the West End who continue to moan and abuse Obika, <clears throat> saying he can't trap the ball, can't hold mm-hmm. the ball up. But if you look at his chance that came off the post, he fashioned that himself. Aye, that was trapping the ball initially mm-hmm. and having a shot and hitting the post. Yeah, he, he's. He, like, I don't know what it is people are seeing differently. Like, he's definitely, like, week in, week out, one of our better performers of the second half of this season. And, like, the abuse he's been getting is ridiculous. That's it's crazy. like the only way to, it appears for him to avoid abuse is for him to score in every match, which isn't going to be the case. If he, no. could, if he could do that, he wouldn't be playing no, for us. No, for someone. No. no. And, uh, I said in the last podcast, I was one of the ones that was giving him abuse from mm-hmm. the stanza. Yeah, I think he was probably one of the worst strikers I've seen at St Murden I think mm. that came out of my mouth at one point but <laughs> he, ha- he has changed in some competition yeah, I know. <laughs> he has changed he has got better mm-hmm. he's producing more even sometimes if he hasn't scored I, I don't think it's any coincidence he's improved since we signed Kubiak mm-hmm. he clearly needs a partner up there yep. Marais just didn't work mm-hmm. and he's playing well he's doing okay mm-hmm. but I think a lot of people just get that no I hate figure that's the wrong sentence but just get that kind of Issue, issue with I, I, him and then never change it even if he gets better it's like someone need a focal point to just or someone fans need a focal point to just mm. shout their abuse at and he's he's, he's the game although to be fair quite a few of them were getting it on that, that <laughs> game and I'm pretty sure quite a few of them would have got them at um, uh, the Celtic game as well but I just think um, look at the bigger picture mm-hmm. you know the, the big, yes he should do more in some games um, but look at his general all round play He's mm-hmm. not going to bring the ball down and knock it in for 30 yards every week. Mm-hmm. As you say, he's no, if he does that, he ain't playing for some money. No, he's not in the Scottish leagues. No. He's, down, he's down south playing so the championship or something. need to maybe take a step back and actually judge him when he's all round play. As a hold, he's a hold-up striker mm-hmm. who works with a striker off him. Mm-hmm. Uh, our partner off him. And he, uh, he again, played well against St. John's. Mm-hmm. Very unlucky. I'd really, really like to see him play... Um, well, I think Yukubiak's been doing well, but you can see there are some still fitness issues he's mm. getting over. Well, actually, he kind of last 90 minutes. No, I'd still like to see him play up with uh, uh, Big Chebs. Big Chebs, um, big beautiful Chebs. He's only... <laughs> he's, the brief glimpses that we're getting of him, like when he got that header towards the end of the St. Johnson game and it just kind of flashed by the post... Well, I, I thought it flashed by the post. I'm yet to see the highlight of it, and on the highlights, it's not included. So it yeah. might have been like five feet wide or no, something. It's a, a good chance. It was mm-hmm. a good leap. Um, mm-hmm. Ball and just the frustrating thing or the bizarre thing is the 
relationship with him and Dermis has been spoken about mm-hmm. a lot when we signed them and then they're never on the park at the same, at time. The same time yeah so alright the, the ball came in and Chabby or Cheb said a, a good header a good chance but if there's a relationship there then at least let them play Aye. together but it just Dermis didn't play really well against St Johnson but mm-hmm. I thought at least with his delivery or their partnership maybe kept them on to try and get balls into the box mm-hmm. particularly when they're down to 10 men you just need to kind of pepper the box with yeah. crosses and you seen him with the big man with his leap he's, he's yeah. going to connect with something soon he's a lot taller than I thought well yeah. pictures I, I didn't think he was that tall but when you actually see him on the picture like oh, okay yeah. he's got a bit of height about him I thought he was maybe kind of Yukubiak mode mm-hmm. from photographs like you said but he's, he's certainly taller mm-hmm. he's quite thin actually yeah. he's quite slight for a, a kind of taller striker but it'd be interesting to see him and uh, Obika mm-hmm. play uh, together but there's no point of people wanting it because he's not getting dropped. He's no. the main striker. No, so I, I, get used to it. Yeah, exactly. Do get used to it. Because, get behind him. Because, like, um, there was the game we dropped Obika in. What game was that again? And I remember it just didn't work. Mm-hmm. Um, he, he's our main striker. I think we've got him for two years. So think, he's, he's yeah. going to be our main striker next season as well. So you are going to have to get used to it. Mm-hmm. And, uh, he, like, no matter... It's the same thing as well. No matter... Like, our fans don't like him. But see, when you listen to other fans talking about Sitman they'll always mention about how, how much of a threat Obika is and how good he is. Like, if you listen to any other, like the Terrace, they'll always mention Obika's threat and how he's holding up the ball and passing it. It just seems to be our fans that are not seeing it. Uh, I, I agree with us. After the, the game at Easter Road, we drew uh, two each. Mm-hmm. I met a Hibs fan that walked back to the train station and he was saying, similar, how long have you got Obika for? He's a good lumpy lad. He's a mm-hmm. very good striker. We could be doing with somebody like that. Mm-hmm. And then after the four each game, we uh, uh, Fur Park it was a similar conversation with a Motherwell fan mm-hmm. so they can see that Yeah. sometimes it's tunnel vision with supporters and mm-hmm. I've, I've done it with players before to be fair like, I, um, I will say that doing the podcast makes me notice a lot more things mm-hmm. and I think that might just be a, a like if you try and take it from a more critical view and watch what he's doing on the pitch you might actually see a wee bit more uh, because um, I've done the same thing I'll hold my hands up and be guilty about Michael Higdon mm-hmm. Uh, where I didn't think he was that great and called him a big lazy lump of wood and all that and then we saw like other fans liked him he went to Motherwell and he finished top he got player of the year uh, and get the jail and the jail <laughs> <laughs> that's how much he celebrated well, definitely learned that in Paisley but <laughs> I was similar with mm-hmm. uh, Higdon thought he was lazy didn't hold the ball up well mm-hmm. wasn't really good enough I think it all stemmed off the, the back of him signing mm-hmm. and then getting interviewed saying this is a stepping stone I'm going elsewhere well yeah, yeah. so it's an instant kind yeah. of well get up you mate like, you're not getting the fans <laughs> on the side but again looking back or analysing it in hindsight he was a very very good striker yeah. this month. <laughs> really really good and that that's that I think we just need to enjoy yeah. it while we have him that's yeah, the thing yeah no, definitely and um, get behind him because mm-hmm. he quite clearly plays off support mm-hmm. from the stands I mean yeah uh, he's a, he kind of feeds off that he, mm-hmm. when he, he looks a kind of happier player mm-hmm. I think less and less people are getting on his back now mm-hmm. so he's playing Better, I said in the last pod. He looks trimmer. He looks. Mm-hmm. He's lost a bit. I think. He's. He actually looks a wee bit quicker. Mm-hmm. And uh, he's winning. He's more than his fair shares of flick-ons and things. And I, I generally think it's only going to get better as well. With so. um, as the season goes on, he gets a proper pre-season behind him as well. I think he'll be excellent for us next season if if we still I have him. So well, exactly. And um, as you say, if fans of other teams are noticing it and being mm-hmm. quite fond of him. There's no reason why managers or other teams or scouts mm-hmm. for yeah. other teams don't notice it and if he gets offered more money or if we got offered a bit <laughs> of cash from Isofsky and the thing is well you said there it plays off the crowd he's probably got one of the best songs that <laughs> Simon have ever came up with yeah. so 
sing it more. Like mm-hmm. we only hear it after like he has a, a shot here and there. Let's just sing it. Ninety yeah. minutes of that tune. I think the young lads in W Seven kind of noticed that about a beaker mm-hmm. and try and get behind them. I noticed about the rest of the support and mm-hmm. they've given non-stop uh, kind of support for the day that he, mm-hmm. he started with someone and he needs that more. Yeah, do you say more people join in and just got off his back a bit, you know. Mm-hmm. This is a, a, I'm obviously been a hypocrite because start of the season I was probably one of the ones that. Mm-hmm. I'm now talking about yeah. but then maybe as for doing the podcast or just maybe be more subjective watching the games but he's not as bad as you think really no. and I'd our whole focal point or our whole tactics is big hold up man mm-hmm. flick on hold it up build off him so he ain't going anywhere that's yeah. we're going to play with him every week so just get behind him that's what I would say and also um, footballs with tits you know, oh, so uh, what up here? The only someone player they've picked so far is Baker for a reason. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Although big Chebs, I mean, that's I know that that's, it's got to be. That's why so, we need big Chebs to go out and score a hat trick against Hearts. So we've potentially got four beautiful big Chebs. <laughs> <laughs> exactly, that's it. Um, other positives from the St John's game, I'll say. Um, first start for Ross Wallace. Yes, added something really good to the midfield. I thought it was maybe a bit harsh on Cami not playing. However. I will say that Cammy's um, distribution of the ball crossing hasn't been the greatest. I don't know, like with the the, the like the corners especially. Yeah, really poor. That second game against Motherwell, I don't yeah. think you found a man once, but particularly I, in the first half. I did see him um, after it was um, against Motherwell when we hit the corner in, and it didn't get by the first man. He he had a good moan, and I think that maybe something they are working on in training where. They've what they need someone running into the front post because you've seen it a couple of times our player winning it but not being yeah. into properly into the box. So I don't know if that's what they're aiming for, and it's not working. Um, however, Ross Wallace's delivery is oh, really fantastic. It is, and he's made a career out of that. <coughs> and as you can see, mm-hmm. he, uh, even by watching him, you, well, you know he's an experienced midfielder, but he's a calming mm-hmm. influence. Mm-hmm. Didn't really rush anything against St. Johnson. He was just very good. Um, Command of the ball, controlling the midfield alongside Foley, who I thought played well again. Yeah, had a, I think had a couple of games beforehand, mm-hmm. but he's he's kind of looking all right again, Foley. Yeah, um, he's delivering into the box. Wallace was excellent. Mm-hmm. Even some of the passes he was spreading out wide to Dermis and uh, to the right hand side, uh, McGrath, mm-hmm. who I actually forgot was playing for the first forty five minutes. He, McGrath's a really strange player. I can't tell if I like him or not. There, obviously, he's still trying to find his feet. Mm-hmm. Um, it's, it's going to make it a lot harder for him because of how well McCarthy's set, settled in mm-hmm. that people will be looking at him going well why isn't he settled in as much either you've got to remember this is a league he's never played in a lot of people sometimes take a bit longer like when you're a centre back and you're a really good centre back I don't think you need to adjust as much because you'll be doing the same job Yeah. while if you're more of a winger midfielder and you've got to make these runs and that it can be different when you're facing different type of opposition I think there might be a player in there um, and it, hopefully it comes in. <laughs> I'm not going to write him off obviously no. as you said you need time to settle in if, if you're a player in the final third you're you're, you're judged on your kind of final product your yeah. kind of last ball where as a centre half I'm not going to say it's easy but say mm-hmm. if you have two three good games in a row yeah. you're settled almost right away mm-hmm. playing really well McCarthy obviously McGrath I don't necessarily think he's a player that plays out wide. Mm-hmm. I yeah, he's, I think he's a ten. I think he plays just off. Kind of where we keep putting Andrew. Uh, well, I so <laughs> I think, and I, I will go on to talk about it. But mm-hmm. my suggestion for that, I know it's a big game, so maybe shouldn't tactically experiment too much. But I would maybe try and play him. Mm-hmm. 
in behind the strikers mm-hmm. and get Young McAllister on one wing and Dermis on the other yeah. and see how he fails because he gets lost in games I think McGrath mm-hmm. St Johnson game for example Yeah, he came over to collect the ball in the first half in front of me and I thought I, f- I totally forgot he was playing mm-hmm. and he just didn't get into the game at all um, but young lad I think at the who did we sign him from Dun- Dundalk or I can't remember I Dundalk I couldn't remember if McCarthy was he comes with a kind of reputation not that any of us believed it but they yeah. had him down as a world beater so I think yeah. in the back of people's minds they're thinking right we've got a right good player in our hands here mm-hmm. we might do mm-hmm. but I think we were expecting him to maybe hit the ground running quicker than he does but mm-hmm. again another guy needs support guess it also might not help the fact that he was in the press saying that he like re- very recently that he wants to chip in on the goals and bring the scoring touch back to St Mullen and I guess you've got to say these things in the press that like or, or he's, someone's asked him this question and he's just said yeah and that's what they've quoted yeah. it as um, start doing it kid. yeah you know, but again if he's playing out wide and not involved then mm-hmm. sometimes players need to maybe get make sure they get involved mm-hmm. some are maybe more disciplined tactically but some the best players we've had of just McGowan was very good at it yeah. Paul McGowan who just if he wasn't involved he went and made sure he got involved mm-hmm. whether it's away from his position or whatever and just maybe he needs to take more chances I think the lad because mm-hmm. he's very kind of safe and steady and he hasn't noticeable in games yeah but I think he'll come good I think he's everybody kind of he's rated very highly for where he's came from yeah so I think Goodwin's probably a decent judge of player mm-hmm. other than picking Andrew all the time <laughs> so I think that it would be okay but mm-hmm. going back to uh, Wallace sorry that another good signing I think steady yeah. signing I think he'll, he'll prove to be a very good signing for us mm-hmm. towards uh, especially in the split fixtures I noticed with like a couple of the free kicks we got outside like the box and that with him or even the corners with him whipping the men I think Obika will feed off that all day yeah. as well as like the attacking centre backs or even um Big Chebs if he if he turns out to be well exactly I think it was um, Wallace's delivery I, that Chebs met I think it was yeah and then you've seen McCarthy's goal at Easter Road mm-hmm. from a corner yeah well, it wasn't Wallace's delivery but if the delivery's good enough mm-hmm. he's he's got that in his locker so yeah. as you say from attacking centre halves at corners that's it's a dangerous option for us you know mm-hmm. and uh, the, one of the other positives I would say from the St Johnson game. Cam Waters had a good game. He did. He saved a certain yeah. goal in the first half. He took yeah. a clatter, a right brave header actually. Mm-hmm. I thought he played okay. And I, I didn't realize like him hitting the post as well, and then um, also the shot that like, he done really well to keep down. I generally thought when I saw him mm-hmm. going for it, it was going to be absolutely skied. Um, but he kept it down well. It was just wide of the, the goals um, or the played, post. I thought he played really well, mm-hmm. and uh, maybe not really well, but one of his better games, yeah. should we say? And we're banging on about the Abika thing and I'm not Waters' biggest fan I don't really think he's very good yeah, but yeah. again maybe another player that needs a wee bit of support mm-hmm. because the first bad pass or whatever mm-hmm. a collective groan because we kind of saw that from Famo mm-hmm. um, I, I quite like Famo um, however didn't have his best game and he got a, got lucky with two bad passes I think and the the amount of groans and abuse that he got from mm-hmm. guys round about me, I think it kind of affected him because it kind of rattled him a little bit. You've got to remember when you actually look at how many games Famo's played compared to, like, say, MacArthur or whatever, he's not played that many yeah. games. He played, like, what, 13 games before Norwich signed him, and then they loaned him out, and he played, like, 11 games after that. He's not played too many. No. And um, 
especially these English grounds, I think he was at Luton and stuff like that, you're not as close to the pitch as you are at St Man Park, so yeah. he'll be hearing a lot more. Oh, totally. Yeah. Um, and it will obviously be a new experience for him to learn and uh, improve with, but uh, like he has a good defender, and like um, he done a wee Maldini-esque. Oh, that was tremendous. Where he hit it up in the air over the defender to win it, or over the attacker just to win it again. I, th- I did have a groan to myself, I thought, what's happening here? I didn't, <laughs> just because it was the other side from me, I sat in the West, so. Yeah. It was over kind of the touch line in the main stand, and I thought, "What's going on here?" Because mm-hmm. it was just outside the box, mm-hmm. so they could they could have capitalised on that. St. Johnson, yeah. and then I just seen him bring it out the sky and carry on with the ball. And I think he actually set up an attack with it. And it uh, was, he did. He it did. was very Maldini-esque. I yes. thought it was good, but I like him. He's another guy that started well um, alongside McCarthy. They mm-hmm. both started well, but I think a lot of maybe his clearances or his passing. Particularly if he's putting it long, yeah, he's very rushed and find a man rather than just send it back from I where it's came from. Don't know if that's an instruction or not, but he is very much as soon as he gets the ball, he will hoof it. And it's up. very old school, yeah. Clear lines get rid John of John Potter esque, yeah, John Potter esque and Maldini esque mm. in the same sentence. <laughs> <laughs> same description of the player, but um, I think very easy just to panic, lump it long, but just pick a pass, don't even hump it long. I mean, mm-hmm. there could be a pass into the midfield whatever but sometimes I think but it all comes from instruction for his players in the team if mm-hmm. he's not getting the shout for time then mm-hmm. I suppose he needs to deal with it quickly and sharply but just calm it down a wee bit sometimes I think it's maybe still nervous but as you say he could feed that off the crowd mm-hmm. people are groaning at him he's not wanting to make a mistake mm-hmm. he's maybe just wanting to get rid of it it's not his issue anymore Yeah. and again if he's feeding negativity off the crowd then and that's the thing what he's getting rid of it not his issue anymore mm-hmm. And then people were moaning it'll be careful of winning it. So it's kind yeah, of a full yeah, circle yeah, there, isn't it? And then it'll, it'll come straight back down your throat more often than not. Mm-hmm. So that's how I'm maybe saying try and find your man or mm-hmm. play it down either side, get maybe a beaker to chase it. Mm-hmm. Right, it doesn't need to be a direct, straight ball You're down the throat of the opposing mm-hmm. centre half. You play it in between the centre half and the, the full back mm-hmm. and bring us up the pitch a bit. At least press them in there. You might get a throw in, you might win the ball or whatever. Mm-hmm. Just be a bit more precise with where the ball's going, but all in all, I think he's another good signing. I think yeah. he's he's going to get stronger. As you say, he's not played with mm-hmm. uh, a lot of games, so he's going to get more relaxed the more games he plays. Mm-hmm. It's just natural. That's the way it works. And hopefully, he gets a goal because um, a couple of guys I know keep putting him on first and last goal scorer, and it's going from eighty to one and up and up. And up. <laughs> <laughs> it's just like I think uh, big div and. Blank White Army's got the bank of McCarthy open well, instead of McKenzie. Be, I, I won that bet and I, I haven't put on a bet on since because nah, I don't trust myself because nah. I'm not very good at it. <laughs> I was like, oh, that'll do it. <laughs> I think uh, that might be closing soon if he's not. He doesn't really pop up with mm-hmm. any goals, but uh, he needs to, I suppose he doesn't need to add that to his game. So no. the halves don't need to score, no. but we need to be more threatening from set pieces. And mm-hmm. The centre halves can always chip in, you know. And then again, um, with the really strange substitutions. Oh, made again. same ones all the time and I don't I don't understand um, the idea behind uh, bringing off like bringing off a striker for a midfielder for only like 5-10 minutes later to then bring a midfielder off for a striker I, why do we keep doing that we've, we've done it we've done it against Johnson we've done it against Motherwell um, we've done it against Hamilton or no we didn't we didn't do it against Hamilton because we didn't have a, we only had one striker on the pitch we added a striker on that time but uh, Livingston that was the one I was thinking of uh, we've done it against Livingston I don't really get the purpose of that I can only think is 
maybe if he does that the opposition team reshuffles a bit to deal with the fact there's only one striker now and then we put on another one but it's not worked no so it, doesn't, it doesn't work no. and it, you're not bringing on two guys that are productive for I think if you look at their stats mm-hmm. I don't think between the two of them I don't think they've scored five goals so mm-hmm. you're not exactly bringing on and I mean some teams do it to us where you bring on a sub and you think Shit. Yeah, he's good. Yeah, but there's no effect there. Certainly, Andrew doesn't have any effect. Me personally, I can't understand how. No, I th- Tony Andrew is not Tony Andrew anymore. No. The one, even like last season, he had wee glimmers. I will say when he when he came on against Motherwell in the four each game, he looked like he was trying really hard. Like you saw a bit when he was actually running, trying to win the ball back and move the game on a wee bit. But he's just not got it anymore. I, like I the, agree. I don't. I just don't know what's happened to him. I think he had a bad injury when he was at Hamilton mm-hmm. a year or two ago. He's, he, we see flashes, flashes of his technical ability. Mm-hmm. And uh, and I said in the last pod that we've got very good technical players, mm-hmm. particularly Andrew, but just doesn't show it often enough. Mm-hmm. And seeing you're in games, it's about a dogfight. Mm-hmm. He's, lu- he's a luxury yeah, you just I, can't use. Is, it really reminds me of Gary Harkins. Uh, aye, big time. Mm-hmm. In the terms of... Oh, that's a big difference there. Well, <laughs> ruggedly handsome <laughs> Tony <laughs> Andrew and, and horrible, ugly, young bastard Gary <laughs> Gary Harkins. But it's similar. Got, it's got it's a story, a, and I wonder if I can say it. Actually, bugger it. Let's just say it because like I can't remember the other player's name. So, um, guy, one of my pals down south works um, or worked with a Scottish guy, and um, who was best mates with um, Gary Harkins, and they went to. I think it was in Ireland. They were like out drinking in Belfast or something like that because he sent me the article for it. But yeah. it was obviously they didn't understand how it got there, and they stole a penguin from the zoo. <laughs> and um, they were like running about Belfast with this penguin, and um, they put it in a taxi and went, "Can you just send this back to the zoo?" And the taxi driver apparently dumped it because they found a news article for it saying that they found a penguin who escaped from the zoo. <laughs> and it turns out it was Gary Harkins and this other guy who had well, stole it. Oh well, everything I've ever said about Gary Harkins, I take back. <laughs> That's a tremendous story. I met him one time um, was that a gig at the Barrowlands in that kind of Celtic pub next door everybody oh, yeah, goes yeah. for a pint and then goes mm-hmm. in so me and my mate noticed him and I thought I'm going to ask him for a photograph because nobody knows this uh, guy yeah. so got my phone out and there was a Simon badge in the background mm-hmm. he went, you're a Simon fan mate it's not I, I Simon fan for Paisley he said they're fucking shite man <laughs> get a photograph anyway <laughs> next summer same for same <laughs> that was like, I remember um, I went and saw who was it Pete Doherty, so um, it was his solo gig with Graham Coxon at the Barrowlands, and I bumped into Gary Brady. Right. Well, he was playing for us, and he looked steaming, and I was like, "Mate, he's Gary Brady I was like, steaming when he played I as well." I was like, um, "I was like, you uh, you allowed to be drinking that?" And he was like, uh, "Gus says it's fine." So uh, Gary Brady, <laughs> um, and I saw him. I actually saw Gary Brady. Uh, Buchanan Street not so long ago, and I generally thought he was a junkie. <laughs> oh, yeah. So it's not it's not worked out well for him because I was. Um, uh, I literally went like, chitting a cat that junk and then he had a bit of twine and I went oh, fucking hell that's Gary Brady <laughs> um, hell. it's mental like see, see I, I work in Buchanan Street and like half the time I'm people watching see the amount of people you see I saw Gary Teal the other day and I get dead excited and no one in my work knew who Gary Teal was I was like it's Gary fucking Teal <laughs> <laughs> they're like who? it's like screw you <laughs> I, I met Gary Teal the other, the other month there I was at watch the Super Bowl and uh, stupidly went that's Gary Teal over there at my mates <laughs> and for the next 10 minutes it was just random Gary, <laughs> oh, let's go. I can. <laughs> the only guy in here that likes Gary Teal when they're shouting on him, giving him abuse. But maybe that's a new feature for you, footballers at gigs. I also served Richard Goff the other day. 
Aye. Now watch uh, this sci fair interviews actually seems quite a nice guy. it was until I thought it was a bit weird that he kept calling him um, his lawyer, his wee Jew lawyer. I was like, mate. Mm, I don't, I don't think, think you can say, say that, that no. <laughs> but um, he was in and then uh, I tried to sort his phone out and he's like I'm it. just back for Sweden I was like oh well hmm. I imagine this will be needing editing there's a lot of libel in there <laughs> everything we just said in the past <laughs> 10 minutes are apparently <laughs> that's about it I'm not going to touch it and anything else about Richard Goff <laughs> um, I'm not editing any of this <laughs> um, uh, back to St Monchat um, the, the Celtic game happened there isn't much we can say about it players were rested we played five at the back. We midfielders or centre mid or centre back like um, Sam Foley was all right. Last time we done it, I think he got found out a little bit. Like yeah. there was a few issues, he, like mistakes that he made, but you yeah. can't really expect much when you've got a centre centre back, uh, centre mid and centre back. Um, yeah, they're I thought Celtic on their day can scalp anybody mm-hmm. five now. So, all right, it's frustrating, and you want to go there and have a go. And mm-hmm. I'm of that opinion as well. Why do you know? Just have a go. You're going to get pumped either way. You can have a go and get pumped five now, or you can have a go and sneak some. Mm-hmm. I would always want us to have a go, but Celtic on their day. But I watched the game. I watched the ninety minutes back actually. I, I didn't go for obvious reasons, and uh, Celtic were very, very good. Celtic, mm-hmm. you know, they are a very, very good team, mm-hmm. and they're capable of taking five off anybody on their day when they're playing that well. That's like when people are on Twitter and Facebook going absolutely mental. This is the worst thing that happened. Obviously, the results elsewhere didn't go in our favour. No, we goal. can't we can't control that part. But I've I've seen us get pumped. Like how many times we went to Celtic Park under McPherson and stuff where we lost six, seven goals. Exactly. I even remember um, seven one at Ibrox and Kenny Miller scored five. Yeah, it happens. Uh, and, and they'll beat better teams than us. But yeah. five. and it's always going to happen. And it's just something we've got. Occasionally, yeah. we'll we'll win something that. That's kind of annoying. My slight bugbear on it is, like you said, you may as well just go for it. If you're go- like, it's if you sit back and you try to defend that, and that happens, or you go and attack and it happens, you might sneak something. Mm-hmm. The most threatening manager or threatening I've ever seen us play against the old firm was when Danny Lennon was our, was our manager, and the centre point of our midfield was Jim Goodwin. So surely well, he could have a little bit of well. Exactly. When the last time we properly started? When was the last time we beat the old firm? It probably would have been under Danny Lennon. I would I would say so. Um, particularly at home Danny Lennon just treated it like another mm-hmm. another team I remember we lost 2-0 to Celtic um, but we went for it we properly went for it and it was two wee defensive mistakes that let them in and score <coughs> but like the possession stats were like 68% St Mullen and mm-hmm. when will I, I generally don't think that we'll ever see that happen again no and I think uh, if you go and treat, not treat it like any other game because it isn't obviously but Go and have a goal like you do mm-hmm. in other games, and you go one down early, two 0 down early. Then you can maybe shuffle it and try and contain, mm-hmm. try and keep it at that or whatever. But then see if you start out with that attitude mm-hmm. to then lose too early. Mm-hmm. Then what's the point of opening up? Yeah, you should just, you should start out playing normally mm-hmm. or attacking as you would do or whatever, and then maybe try and contain later on if it's still nil nil or one nil. You can maybe try and sneak one or whatever, mm-hmm. but. Ah, it's really frustrating. I don't like that. Mm-hmm. Um, Obviously, we have Rangers coming up soon, and they're having some awful form. I watched yeah. that Ross County game, and they were rotten. And they had some, Ross County had a good go at them, and they were probably the better team towards the second part of the first half and stuff. And um, we've defended really well against the, pa- the past two Rangers games this season. We've defended really well. We've lost both of them one 0 Yeah, exactly. Like, just go for it. Like yeah, this is the best thing to go for. Are, as well. No mediocre. That's not the right word. But they are beatable, mm-hmm. and the teams. I've shown that this mm-hmm. season. 
and I'll be pretty angry if we treat that like I must not lose. Yeah. A, a five at the back or mm-hmm. really defensive. Let them have all the ball and contain, contain because mm-hmm. they are beatable. Ross County on their own patch. I thought they played really well. Mm-hmm. Hamilton obviously beat them at Ibrox. Mm-hmm. It was a deflected goal that Rangers scored to win mm-hmm. that match. Hamilton beat them at Ibrox. Like they've not been great. No, they aren't great, and their, their centre halves particularly aren't mm-hmm. very good. You've got a guy like Abika and Yakubiak there mm-hmm. can cause a lot of problems. Mm-hmm. I, I hope that we we have a go because mm-hmm. we might be in a position where we need to have a go. Yeah, depending on how results go beforehand, mm-hmm. um, particularly the Hearts game. But I thought going back to the Celtic game, I thought all right, it was five 0 but there's still some juvenile mistakes that, mm-hmm. particularly the first goal. Yeah, you stand with your arm up, just. Be aware of league references. Yeah, I think I th- a lot of people are trying. It's hard to see from the angle, but it looks like it was Cammy that was playing him mm. on, and it, it's it is like I I never understood that play yeah, in the whistle. Just, just assume he's onside. Yeah. That's always my opinion. Mm-hmm. And then if he's offside later on, then he's offside. Mm-hmm. Uh, the linesman's made a mistake, but at least defend it. Mm-hmm. Stand with your arm up and let Lee Griffiths nick in. Yeah, it's criminal. Mm-hmm. But again, it's a. It's not a free hit, but it's there's not much you can really say mm-hmm. about five 0 at Celtic Park. I mean, I've seen and it happening before. You were saying as well before we started doing the podcast about how they targeted Waters down the left. I thought they did, particularly in the first half. Mm-hmm. I thought um, all their attacking play came from James Forrest coming mm-hmm. down their right, our left. Whether he was getting to the byline and get past Waters or cutting inside, getting beyond them maybe, or even the first goal. The ball came over Water's head and Griffith scored. Mm-hmm. So that was obviously a defensive weakness. Either total conv- uh, coincidence or they've targeted the full back yeah. area. And teams have done that beforehand. Well, that's what I was going to say. Um, when we look, well, obviously we'll look at the Hearts game, uh, which is tomorrow night as of recording. That show will be out tomorrow morning. So today, tonight, and then we'll see. The last time we played Hearts, we lost 5 2 and they targeted Waters, and yeah. that's where they got their goals from. I think it's no coincidence that our fullback areas are a weak point mm-hmm. among others in the team. But teams focus on that. I think Celtic particularly fo- focused on that mm-hmm. on Saturday there, and they got rewards from it. Mm-hmm. I don't think uh, after saying they played well against Johnson. Yeah. I don't think he played well against Celtic, but mm-hmm. nobody really did. No. It's a hard. It's a really hard one to judge anybody. Yeah. Oh, totally. And I, I'm not going to get on his back for. Maybe a bit of lack of concentration mm-hmm. or whatever against the best team in the country mm-hmm. by a clear mile. So yeah. sometimes players are just better than you. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, well, as we were talking about Ross Wallace, it might be worth putting him on left wing because if I, one of the noticed things I had from the last time we played Hearts, they did target Waters, but Waters didn't have much support either. We played Dermis on the right wing, um, and it kind of worked for a bit. Uh, however. When we were put, we had we didn't really have a left winger on mm. that game. Like, I think they had the, the idea was to have McGinnis and Ladke, not Ladke, sorry, McGinnis and Dermis, <laughs> um swapping swapping wings. Probably could but play M- Ladke M- in the wing. M- I know. <laughs> McGinnis, I thought used to, I thought kind of get caught in the middle quite a lot. I'm hoping McGinnis played that match. I can't think. <laughs> I think he did. <laughs> um, and. Um, I think that's where he was kind of getting left isolated, so it might be an idea to have Ross Wallace play the left wing, um, just to as a bit of extra support for up, there as well. Double up. And yep. I think Arts will probably target that again. Mm-hmm. I mean, I think it was maybe under, was it under Stendhal or was it Levine? 
No, it was McPhee. It was Austin oh, McPhee. It was Austin McPhee's first. I, I don't know if it was his first match, but it was. So uh, it's, it's different there, but there's no reason to think that Stendhal's team can't identify that either. So yeah, well, McPhee's still there, isn't he? So oh right, well, even more I so think, then. I think I don't think they're getting rid of him. Him or Levine. He needs, <laughs> he needs support. I think Durvis has probably been his most effective playing in the left wing, so that's maybe mm-hmm. something you need to consider. But certainly to have Wallace double up because mm-hmm. he's left sided, obviously. Yeah. Against Hearts, if that's the kind of attacking uh, tactic Hearts use, then Waters is going to need a bit of help, mm-hmm. no doubt. He does need help in certain games. He's he's quite clearly a standout mm-hmm. um, weakness for us. Even even if if we play Wallace, I'd, I'd be happy. I think Wallace will start. I think he was rested for the, for the Celtic game. Um, him and Foley, I think, will ha- do have a really good partnership. If that means dropping Cami, then. Yeah, Unfor- it's an unfortunate sacrifice. We, like I do like Cammy, but uh, who's more reliable out the two? Yeah, I've yeah. uh, not seen much of Wallace, but it'd be a bit harsh dropping Cammy. But I get your kind of mm-hmm. your theory on it. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's more experienced. Wallace, he's probably been there and done it more mm-hmm. often than Cammy. And you need to maybe watch Cammy doesn't play too many games as well, which I think yeah maybe an issue that Goodman's maybe left him out of the team now mm-hmm. and again. Don't want to just throw them in, especially if we're in a dogfight. Mm-hmm. That kind of four-team mini-league type thing is going to get pretty hefty games coming up quick and fast, so mm-hmm. Cammy will probably sit out one or two games, I would think. But It's good to have that option, that debate. Mm-hmm. Sometimes we only have we, we have a third-bear squad anyway, but yeah, it's good to have that kind of rotation option because we've seen it. Previous campaigns, we're just starting 11, is 11 every week, yeah. and then nobody's getting in or out, so... Mm-hmm. Good to have that maybe dilemma of who do you pick, mm-hmm. who do you go with, and then again, whoever doesn't get picked can come off the bench, his fresh legs, mm-hmm. and provide another kind of support option, which is good. Mm-hmm. And um, <laughs> talking of Foley, mm-hmm. we need to get rid of that Foley song. Sam Foley song is rotten. That's horrific. I agree. It's poor. It's slapdash. <laughs> I think somebody's just thought, lads, we need a song for Foley. Well, you said you had one on Twitter, for, but then it was the one they sung for Andrew, and, yeah, and now that's Andrew's song, you're just like, ugh, what a waste. I want to dance with Sam Foley, Aye. Sam Foley, I love you. I mean, because that Which, is legit true words. Yeah. You just said that and yeah. went, oh wait, that's a song. More or less just mouthing it to him while he was playing one day, but um, that's much better than the Tony Andrews song. Yeah. I My re- biased opinion, but... I reckon we should do some <laughs> WWF. Mick Foley chance. <laughs> just you imagine right, like it's going to be I think it's tickets are selling well and um it might be a near sellout. I don't think it will be a sellout but oh, right. I'd like but to see where you're going with this. Just imagine like a, th- a, th- a couple thousand Simon fans just going Foley, Foley, <laughs> Foley <laughs> Well, I'll give you it's much better than the one we sing just now, so I, um, I don't know if that's praise or not. <laughs> I think maybe if you can open it up to your listeners to come up with Aye. a better song for Foley because if not, I want to hear that tomorrow night. I want to know our influence on, <laughs> on the St Mirren stratosphere. Are we influencers? <laughs> uh, yeah. <laughs> the, uh, <laughs> their uh, success rate with songs W7, or the North Bank, I should call them. Even though uh, they're in the West Bank. It's well, uh, very good, but the Foley song. Yeah. I think they, in fact, they sang a song about Tony Fitzpatrick against the St Johnson. Did they? During the week. That's also poor. I, I, I'm, in rap, w, I'm, in, I'm in W6 and I didn't even hear that. I heard the C Senior song and that went on forever. Oh, and I I was, that. and I, it's quite good, I think. I it's was, a week, isn't 
Uh, aye, it's alright. It's not as good as the Beaker's no. dinner. Uh, and you have one for Dermis, which uh, between mates, I text the season your song about Dermis. Oh, you're, you're getting there, but the wrong players. And they've thieved it off me, so I'm pretty devastated. <laughs> Two songs, which biasly I think is absolute genius. <laughs> and they don't get used. <laughs> or they get used for other players. <laughs> um couple other things we'll touch on before the end of the podcast. Um, did you see the stat on Twitter that the SPFL put out about the goalkeepers? Yes. Uh, L- Ladke is the third in the whole of Scotland for the most shot saves top of the Premier League with Gillespie just behind them. Well, by like seven shots or something like that. And I'm sure we'll face a lot more shots yeah, by the end of the season. It's not really that surprising. No. Um, I think this kind of puts it as he is the best keeper in oh, the SPL right now but people will say like McGregor or Joe Lewis like I don't even think Gillespie yeah. got a shoot in but he apparently has those stats um, he's obviously going in the summer mm-hmm. I'd hate for him to go to the old firm and bench uh, one for he's got a, I think he's going to championship he'll go he has to I think there's a strong rumour but a while ago that he was going to Rangers but, mm-hmm. but his Instagram's to, always full of Celtic Park he never posted it? about Ibrox but mm. it's always Celtic Park I think um, Foster's certainly probably going to sign permanently for mm-hmm. Celtic McGregor seems to be Mr. Rangers, doesn't he? Mm-hmm. Number one hun. So Number one I don't hun. think he's going to oust <laughs> him there. And mm-hmm. I would hate to see a goalie like that wasted sitting in the bench. And mm-hmm. It's happened loads of times at the yeah. firm teams. But I think he's got aspirations to go down south and fair play to him because nobody can really criticise if a guy like that gets a move mm-hmm. because he's been outstanding. And there's no coincidence at that start. Yeah. It, it surprised me, but it didn't in a way because... We obviously face a lot of shots and mm-hmm. he has he pulls off unbelievable saves sometimes. I, I think um a lot of clubs use Y Scout now and I'm pretty sure his highlight reel on there oh, would be pretty pretty awesome. Ah he's got to be on there. But uh, uh, some stat. I'm surprised at Gillespie actually. I thought maybe uh, it would be some he's a wee prick, that's <laughs> Oh aye, of course. <laughs> um and well talking about people deserving transfers, does Hayden Coulson Deserve a ten million pound move to Newcastle. <laughs> I've seen that today on the base of what I've watched them attempt to play football. Then no. To be fair, it was probably one of Stubbs' better signings. I put him. He seemed to. I think he had. To be fair, this is kind of like that cool. Is it Kapawa? Keeping Kawa or Kapekwa? Because Kapekwa had one really good game. And then the rest were fucking atrocious. Uh, well, cool. Coulson had a really good game. He was excellent against Kelly uh, alongside Capekwa, uh, but mm-hmm. I just didn't. I couldn't take to. He wasn't quite Luke Conlon level a <laughs> shite left back, but I just couldn't take to him. I didn't think he was very good, mm-hmm. certainly defensively. And an Alan Stubbs side, we were defending all the time because we were shit. Uh, <laughs> so, so I, I guess when he's probably didn't get the best out of him then because no. he was clearly an attacking fullback and if you're sitting defending because of how fucking shite well, exactly. isn't the players they are in front of you um, I guess you're not going to flourish he was probably one of the better ones I would have liked to have seen him play a wee bit more um, under Kearney but he went back and he's had a few games for Middlesbrough now he's linked to a 10, uh, 10 million you move to Newcastle fair play fair play yeah. good, good luck to him I mean there's been plenty of guys that's played with us mm-hmm. you think wouldn't go on to do much and then Turn up in the prep, like Mares, for example, who yeah. didn't play for us, but he was on trial. Wasn't good enough, Stole obviously. Stole the bike. Um, <laughs> Aaron so, Moy was another one that was a bit part player. I, I really liked Moy. I liked him as well. Um, a lot of people still call him a Superman rejected, which he wasn't. 
I th- the, the whole reason he left is he was still really young at the time and he was homesick and mm-hmm. he went back to Australia for like five, six years before he came back to England yeah. um, and he was a big deal in Australia I lived in Australia for a bit and um, I remember because um, he'd signed for Western Sydney Wonders and I was in Sydney and I remember walking down the street and he was on the side of a bus stop and I was like yeah. a big picture of him and I was yeah. like that was Aaron Moy he's kind of poster boy yeah. for American uh, for Australian football yeah. but uh, he's another example that I mean, on to better things for us there's, mm-hmm. there's probably loads of examples that guys didn't cut it here and it's like Paul Dummett I never, never ever no, thought no, and he went on he's not the main captain but he's captain Newcastle yeah. in the so Premier League and just all sometimes all about circumstance and in relation to the team you're playing for or uh, mm-hmm. the kind of atmosphere around the place and mm-hmm. obviously Coulson's playing better down in Middlesbrough now plus he's a young lad the yeah. older you get the more games you get the yeah. more experienced you are so uh, good luck to him if he gets a £10 million move then fair play which was me <laughs> do we get no fee- development fee at all for that wee bit we had him on <laughs> uh, and I still don't have a jingle for it if anyone's good at making jingles make me a jingle for who the fuck are you? Oh, right. Okay. Oh, I've got a good strike, right? One out of one. One out of one. That you've. I was going to say, it's a bit unfair that Craig's not had a chance to answer back yet, but that's his own fault. If he wanted to be, he'd be here. Oh, um, oh, right. <laughs> Shots fired. No. Um, but to be fair, you've played this, um, the, you've played, you've both played one each, and it's currently 1-0 at you. Okay. So, Is there um, a prize at the end? Uh, a pint. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, we'll, we'll kick off. With, I was born on the 24th of March 1973 in Glasgow, so he was 46. Started my career at Partick Thistle in 1991. I only made one appearance for Thistle before moving to the League of Ireland or League of Ireland side Sligo Rovers, where I scored 30 goals in 61 matches. I returned to Scotland in 1995, joining Clyde, where I scored 42 goals in 64 games. I moved to Dundee in 1997, where I formed a prolific strike partnership with a Paisley native. The partnership contributed 50 goals in three years. Clyde to Dundee? That was the clue I said that I thought you'd get it on. Get it on. Well, obviously if not, you'll definitely get it. Oh, there you go. That's the Paisley native. <sighs> Clyde to Dundee. Right, here we go. Uh-oh. The partnership continued at Air United where I scored 35 goals in three years while my partner, James Grady, scored 14 in that time. I don't know. You, can't, you can't remember. It's not... It's not Eddie Annan, does it? It is Eddie oh. Annan. There you go. Jesus. <laughs> I thought... I'm my best I was to forget like, about that guy. To be fair, I didn't... See, when I was looking at his stats, you always thought James Grady was the more perfect striker out of that. He really wasn't. Uh, like, um, out the 50 goals um, for Dundee... 30 odd of them were Annans right. and the rest were um, and again with air 35 goals while James Grady scored 14 I could never have told you that I thought it was no. the other way around it's because James Grady wore the sparkly boots uh, <laughs> that's what it was yeah. um, the other clue that I had which I knew you probably wouldn't have got to it was in 2003 after a brief spell at Morton on loan where I played 11 matches and scored 5 goals I signed for St Morton where I played 10 games the only team I've played for where I haven't scored a goal <laughs> other than the Partick Thistle where I played one match that, um, <laughs> I remember being really uh, no, I wouldn't say really excited but I remember mm-hmm. us signing him and thinking we've got a good striker here yeah. and then it was just I can barely remember him playing so in 2003 I was about 12 
and I remember playing Championship Manager like one or two or whatever. Mm. And I remember if you went like a big team and you signed any Scottish player, like everyone went on about Mark Kerr. But like again, if you signed like James Grady, I, I used to go Dortmund. I remember going Dortmund and saying James Grady and any Islands. They'd score a barrel load for me, and they all ended up in the Scotland squad. <laughs> 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 two thousand three would have been maybe kind of Mark Crilly era, yeah. I, I'm trying to think who else would have been. I remember us signing him around about then. And I think it was the top. Paul McHale and all when we brought out the top that had the big white square in the middle where the Phoenix Kia oh, used to peel off uh, I think it might have been that yeah, and then it, was it a big mix who maybe played up front at that time maybe I can't remember but aye Eddie Annand so yeah, it's, two, it's out two. two out of two well Craig Devine has zero out of one so I guess Craig has to come on next to actually no, I would say so He's just to even it up and then like we'll get his both on at the same time so he's can actually face off against each other to who can fight it out <laughs> fight it out between these <laughs> both um, so thank you for listening to the Misery Hunters podcast remember to rate and subscribe and whatever uh, we'll see you next time Podcast Network.